whether we are black or brown or white, we will make America great again. Hi, Law. Hey, Atenaidis, how are you today? Good, good, how are you? I'm good, I'm actually uh, uh, now in Allentown, uh, in the Va- Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania. I am in a totally different place from where I was yesterday in terms of political environment, because yesterday I was with the pro-Trump supporters, and today I am with the Democrats, I'm, I'm attending a rally uh, at the university in a college called Cedar Crest College, where Susan Wilde is running against a Republican. She's a, a lawyer, a, a tough woman, interesting, uh, and, you know, the, the Democrats are really trying to push a lot of women during this election, so uh, the people are quite fired up here, but they're still wondering whether the young people are going to go and vote, and they're really trying to mobilize them, and that was the purpose, actually, of this uh, rally at the university. So uh, what can you tell us about the woman that you met that we're going to hear? Um, her name is Laurie. Okay, so Laurie uh, is, a, is a former teacher. I mean, I think she still teaches a bit, but she's close to retirement. And uh, she's a unionized teacher, so, so sort of core electorate of the Democratic Party. And she's an absolute, uh, you know, example of the hatred that, Donald Trump generates in the Democratic Party. She, she just, you know, uh, criticized him uh, on all, you know, from all sides and saying that he's an absolute idiot, that he, is a, he doesn't understand anything, he, he is a, he's a danger for the country, and she's ashamed of having such a president. Uh, she was also extremely fearful of uh, the impact of uh, having Brett Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court, which was, again, very in sharp contrast to yesterday where I had all these Trump supporters thinking he was a wonderful man and being horrified by the fact that he had been uh, accused without any proof of sexual harassment. She thought on the contrary that it was a, a shame that he was on the court. And um, so it, it was a very interesting to see the, uh, the violence, actually, of the, of the feelings, uh, political feelings here. And, and again, what we've been seeing from, from, since the beginning of this chronicle, the rift between the two parts. And I, I was actually struck at one point that talking to another woman who was so, um, you know, uh, loathing Trump that she um, at, a, at a point said, uh, I think the CIA should take him out. And, and I was absolutely shocked, you know, by such a, a remark, and, and she answered, we're not in a democracy anymore, we're in a war. It's actually what's striking here is the level of violence uh, in the speeches that we hear on both sides. Um, but it proves the complexity of the political divide that's in the U.S. right now. And it's, it's far from, from being, you know, just black on one side and white on the other. Exactly. I think that's what it has to be underlined, that it's like a spiral and... You know, uh, blame everything on one side would be a big mistake. I think there is a, a kind of, of a political ping-pong, extremely dangerous, which is going on uh, from one side to the other, and, and, and everyone is getting more and more polarized. And uh, as uh, one uh, uh, Democratic uh, spokesman for uh, one party, for the Democratic Party, uh, they are told me, he said, people are not able to disagree and be agreeable at the t- without being disagreeable. Mm-hmm. 
It used to be the case. It's not the case anymore. I'd first like to start off and say that we apologize to the world. We're not all Republicans. And those of us, which is the majority that don't support him, cannot believe that he is systematically destroying our nation. He's ruining the environment. He's ruining public education. He's uh, certainly taking women back in time to the 50s and 60s. Um, He's clearly... an extreme narcissist that cares nothing about politics. It's all about him and winning. Uh, and as a result, I, I never thought that we would be in a position to m- make enemies with our allies that have kept our world peaceful for the last 70 years. And now he's he's picking on them and destroying those relationships. And he's siding with the with the oligarchs and the and the, and the dictators of the world. Um, and we're really be- being left behind. Um, we are no longer a world power, and if he's left unchecked, um, it won't be long. I don't think we'll ever get it back. I think he's, he's completely incompetent. He has no idea what he's doing. He says impulsively whatever comes to his head and whatever works for him at that particular moment. He knows nothing about history. He knows nothing, nothing about the way government works. He knows nothing about government institutions, and he doesn't care. And that's the sad part. He doesn't read. He doesn't seem to get any better as the job goes on. He watches Fox News. That's not news. That is entertainment. He talks about fake news. Fox is fake news. It is not fair and balanced. They don't bring on any kind of academics, people from academia. They don't bring in any any historians, uh, any political scientists. But the other state, and then he blames CNN and MSNBC of being biased when the truth is they probably do lean a little liberal. I honestly believe that right now we are fighting the racial war that nobody really wants to talk about internationally. I honestly believe, and Barack Obama said this, he was 20 years too early. And if we didn't have Barack Obama, we wouldn't have Donald Trump right now. We have Donald Trump for one single reason, this nation is still dealing with with racism, misogyny, and trying to keep America white. Oh, I, first and foremost, I think we're all worried that our health care is going to be jeopardized. Uh, the, the, the defunding of Planned Parenthood, which has been labeled uh, an abortion clinic, when the truth is they do perform abortions, but it's a very small percentage of the health care that they do provide. Right now, our country is being governed by fear. Divide, conquer, and fear. There's Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court nominee, who is in a, in a very strong position to undo Roe versus Wade. His, just his, his, his tone, his demeanor, his confrontational spirit with one of the female um, panels. It was, it was ghastly. I don't have the words to express how appalled we were and how he confronted her and how he turned around and started questioning her and tried to dominate that whole conversation. And he's supposed to have the demeanor and the temperament for a court, for a court that is supposed to be the highest court in the land and supposed to be really unbiased and fair. And I don't think he has that. Do you realize that they shut down the investigation and they only interviewed four people? That was it. And they didn't talk to him and they didn't talk to, to Dr. Um, what's her last name? Dr. Ford. Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, so to say that Kavanaugh, there was there was no proof, is 
again hogwash. That entire episode was was staged and it was it was planted and developed by the Republican Party. This was set up, this was canned, this was a deal behind the scenes, and it made it look like he got fair due, fair due process and that there's nothing there. And unfortunately, a lot of the people in this country are absolutely um, misinformed. There's another reason Kavanaugh was chosen by Trump was because he has writings on his belief that presidents should not be investigated and or prosecuted because I believe the president is worried about the Mueller investigations and he's trying to, to set the court so that if, if it ever gets that far, Kavanaugh is going to side with him and he's going to be exonerated. Do you know there are like a million pages of Kavanaugh's writings that were never released to the, to the, to the interview committee? It was so staged and so stacked by a bunch of old white men in their 70s and 80s to maintain their power and control. They've walked in as lawmakers, not very wealthy, they're all retiring and leaving very wealthy. Money runs this country. We've already, I believe we're already at the part where oligarchs, we are an oligarchy, and our wealthy top 1% are running this nation. I honestly believe democracy is just about dead. If we don't turn it around now, we're probably finished by 2020.